0: In certain parts of the world where leprosy is still a problem, the increased availability of HIV antiretroviral therapy could trigger the disease in some patients receiving those drugs. That's according to Diana Lockwood of the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine, who talked to ICAC delegates about the link between HIV and leprosy. She told me that while the link between tuberculosis and HIV is well known, the case has been much less clear with leprosy. However, she and her colleagues were given some new avenues to investigate when they came across a patient with TB.
1: Rather curiously, in London we saw a very interesting patient who was a Ugandan immigrant and he presented to a hospital in North London with tuberculosis. He was started on treatment for his tuberculosis and then on treatment for his HIV. At the time when he had his tuberculosis diagnosed, he had a very low CD4 count. And four months later, after he started on his heart, his CD4 count started to come up. And at that time, he developed a lesion on his face that was red and swollen and looked a bit like uh, cellulitis, a skin infection, but a skin biopsy showed that it was leprosy. And so he was very interesting because he had not had leprosy when he had a very low CD4 count, but as his CD4 count rose and he regained some immune function, at that point his leprosy kicked in. So how might
0: you explain this?
1: i think that the explanation is that that well there are several possible explanations possibly hiv su- su- uh, suppresses the the response to mycobacterium leprae what I think is more likely is that it illustrates how uh, many patients you need, uh, you need some immunity to uh, produce a response to Mycobacterium leprae. And actually in a way we know that because what we've, you know, we've known for many years that what's bad in leprosy is the very severe inflammation and destruction that you get of the nerves. And so uh, it was interesting because with the patients that we've now seen elsewhere, who have problems with HIV and leprosy are having a very serious inflammation so it's as if just having their immune system restored a little bit really enables them to embark on that destructive response to, to mycobacterium leprae which was suppressed when they were very sick with their, their HIV.
0: Um, is this something then that we have to be increasingly aware of, the fact that some patients might be starting antiretroviral therapy and then this, this may happen, leprosy may, may come about?
1: Yes, and we've seen this very nicely in Brazil, for instance. This is where most of the the, the cases have been reported from, and increasingly it will be reported from Africa, because as the heart is rolled out through Africa, and there's still a lot of leprosy in Africa, that's going to be a problem. But the real hotspot is going to be India, because India uh, has the combination of HIV in its big urban centres and patients now being able to access through government programmes antiretroviral. Things.
0: You did also talk about the elimination efforts. Um, I'd like to get briefly your thoughts on those as well. I mean, are, are we getting complacent and perhaps could this rolling out of antiretroviral therapy really target that fact?
1: No, I don't think so. I, th- I think that one can probably separate out the the elimination campaign from, the, from the, the problems associated with HIV and leprosy because it's going to be quite a small number of patients who have co-infection with HIV and leprosy. So it's a problem we need to be aware of but it's not, not going to be mega. No, the point that I was making about the elimination campaign is that the elimination campaign has been defined in a very unusual way you and I have both used the word elimination, whereas actually the campaign is elimination at a case of less than one per, per 10,000 population, which is very different, and that means that you've still got a lot of leprosy uh, uh, patients. And the, the, the point that I'm making is that um, India has been very keen to reach the so-called elimination target and, and has done so as a result much lower case numbers are being reported but now uh, when I was in India a few weeks ago I was seeing that there weren't enough drugs available to treat the leprosy patients who are now being diagnosed this year. We've been very successful with the leprosy campaign in mobilising people and resources and delivering a uh, blister-packed drug treatment which is very easy for patients to take. And I think that um, we're at risk of imperiling that through being too keen on reaching the set targets and not actually saying what's important is actually diagnosing all the patients with leprosy.
0: What do you think needs to be done in this elimination field? What do we actually need to be doing?
1: Well I think we ought to in this case actually drop the word elimination and I think what we need to know is we need to know how many new new patients there are. I think that this has shown how setting targets can sometimes be a very double edged sword and we've seen that in the, the UK NHS that when you set a target sometimes you aren't aware or you can't predict the consequences that, that, it, that it will have. And for some people setting a target means that they will do everything to reach the target and sometimes you can get unintended consequences.
0: Diana Lockwood from the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. For the Audio Journal of Medicine, I'm Derek Thorne.